Hello and welcome to Tex Talks Extra. I am Tex and today I am talking to a singer and songwriter whose approach to creating a new hybrid of R&B pop is setting her very far apart from her contemporaries. I'm of course talking about Skies of Blue. Kyla, welcome to the show, lady. How are you doing? I'm good and you. It's so good to be here and thank you for having me. Oh, it's only a pleasure. Now, I've been seeing your name pop up all over my Apple Music. And when your name came up in conversation with Georgia Vakian, I was like, I have to get this woman on the podcast. So I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how you started making music. First of all, shout out to George. Um, <laughs> he's He's been such a prominent force and just a great mentor for me in this whole music thing. Um, mm. I actually randomly came across George. He he put my he put my song I think in 2018 on an upcoming artist to watch playlist. Um, a song that I recorded in my bedroom, and I'm like, hey, someone actually believed in what I'm doing. It's crazy. He just got everything, um, and since then he's he's been really really dope to have around and just guiding me and advising me. So shout out to George. Um, yeah, so I was born in was born in Joburg. I've grown up here my whole life. Um, my mom is from England. My my dad is from Zim, and they came here and had me. And I've had very, very, very strong musical influence since I was since before I was born. My dad used to sing to my mom while I was in her stomach. <laughs> so he made sure that music was almost everything. Um, we used to gather as a family in our lounge, like the Jackson Five. Um, after dinner every night Um, my dad used to teach us my brothers and I how to sing Um, go through all the Motown records and make sure he was patting our tummies to teach us breathing techniques and so the influence was there from very very young and I fell in love with music when I was about eight or nine years old I started writing songs Um, had no idea what I was doing but it just didn't go away Um, I'd be in school writing lyrics instead of focusing on what I had to do. And yeah, I just followed that path. I recorded my first song when I was about 17 or 18 years old. I had my first song on radio when I was about 25. And here I am. Are you the only one of your siblings that has gone into music? Because I love that story about your dad patting your stomachs to teach you breathing techniques. That's so smart. My brothers are so talented. They look. They went into the more corporate sort of. Uh, they followed that that whole industry and wanted mm-hmm. to make money and went into their own sort of sectors. But my older brother was in adverts and plays, and he was Danny in Greece um, in Johannesburg what? years ago. Yeah, and my and the other brother was um, he was always on the radio. Do you remember when they had those like old school, new school things on Five FM where? You had the original artist and then you had the new artist that did sort oh, of yes. like a rendition. Yes, I'm I'm old. I remember that shit. <laughs> exactly. I'm here with you. So I was about to say like I'm giving away my age, but it's cool if you're here with me. We can be old together. So um, <laughs> my brother actually won like four or five of those versions on 5FM. Um, what? He's an un- He's an unbelievable vocalist. And um yeah, so they didn't they didn't necessarily follow through as a as a career. I did. Um, I started late. So I always thought that my brother was like a much better singer than me. So I was always in the shadows. And yeah, then I kind of found my way. And, and here I am years later. 
now loving it still your your bias is that you're quote unquote reimagining the alternative r&b universe which is a very yeah. exciting space to be in right now because there's a new wave of artists that seem to gravitate towards the style right but in your own words how are you reimagining this space i think that um because of a lot a lot of my influence comes from that motown era and even mm-hmm. before the motown era i mean if you look at my playlist right now or my laptop or my cell phone or bluetooth playlist in the car it's all old music um, I'm a very, very old soul. I haven't really caught up with the new stuff yet. Um, I think the biggest influence for me is definitely the soul um, era. But in saying that, also, I grew up as a very, very big hip-hop head, um, listening to underground music. I never really caught on to this whole trap uh, vibe. So I like to think that I, that I take a lot of samples and and inspiration from that era the 90s era the soul that soul music um and i like to freshen it up and bring it into the sound that i have now and i think that my favorite part about about that era was just the fact that every part of the song had a hook the 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 hook wasn't just in the chorus now we call Mm. the chorus a hook whereas back then the first first eight bars of the song was a hook it was amazing it drew you in um the verse was a hook the bridge was a hook the outro was a hook everything was was very very melodic and um catchy and i like to do that with my music um i like to take a lot of the verses and make them catchy i want you to love the music before you even get to the chorus and yeah, so I think I'm I think I'm doing something that's a little bit different, but also staying true to my roots, which is that that era, um, which I love so much. I mean, you definitely do that with your music. You 100% do that in feelings that you dropped back in March, and it's it's super groovy and very sexy, and like people jumped on that immediately. What was your reaction like to all of the attention that you got from feelings? I am humbled any time that I get any sort of reaction to any of my music. Um, I think that I've always done this for, it's like, it's soul food for me. It feeds Mm. me. It it keeps me excited about the next day, the next week, the next month. I've never really been excited about the fame or the notoriety part of it or people recognizing or, but just being able to make music, just being able to express myself. Um, I am a very private person in general. Um, I don't like posting a lot. I don't like being everywhere with everyone. Um, people say they're low key. Like I literally am low key. Uh, so when it comes to people recognizing the stuff, it's not the part that excites me, but it makes me so happy just to know that like I can be in my bedroom pouring my heart out on my sleeve and just writing stuff and people actually like it. Um, they relate to it and that makes me so happy. Um, it's what drives me also to just keep being myself and doing what I do when people recognize, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different feeling when you're doing what everybody else wants and then they recognize what you're doing. But then when you do what you want from your heart and then people still recognize that, um, it really is an unbelievable feeling. Mm. You mentioned Motown and even pre-Motown. That's the music that you used to listen to, but that's also the music that you've been influenced by. Yes. In 818 Headband, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, 
I also get like a very strong 90s R&B vibe to it, um, yes. which I really, really like. Tell me how that song came together and then also where where that, that 90s R&B strand all of a sudden came in from. So I think I'm, I'm pretty much stuck in the 90s. Um, I have to. Not a bad to place bring, to be. Yeah, I have to bring myself out of it every now and then, and like listen to a song that's on the radio because uh, I think I'm just I'm stuck. But I like to I like to stay true to myself, but also bring in the influences from the '90s, which is a lot of the synth sounds, um, mm-hmm. synth bass, bass. Uh, those those sounds are very very prominent back then. Using samples, um, so. I like to write a song and then I like to put the 90s sort of touches on it or bring in the synth basses or bring in the samples or bring in, you know, those types of sounds that makes it skies are blue. Um, and it's very important for me to have that signature throughout every single song and not just arrive at the studio or arrive in front of a microphone and just sing or put words down. Um, it's important for me to, to deliver a feeling uh, through those songs and it's like the, the, the release after that, um, it's actually a Donna Lewis rendition that I released. Yes. Um, also 90s. I think that song came out in 94, 97. Um, and just I absolutely loved that song. It just it gives me this nostalgic feeling and takes me back to when I was growing up. And I just I needed to redo that song. So, yeah, I love I love that era. Clearly. I think I like I think I like screamed when I heard the lyrics <laughs> of always forever because I was like wait wait I know oh my god I know that did you recognize it like when you heard it did you recognize the original immediately and then oh, after wow. I listened after I listened to always forever then I went back and I listened to the Donna Lewis track because it was also the music video was so cute it's like this sepia toned and it's just her like in a room on a piano. Right. It's like so very simple. simple, so simple, yeah. but it worked. And it was such a huge song back in, I think it, I think you're right. It was like 96, 97 um, when it came out. And I, I love the fact that, you know, if you are stuck in the nineties, which I said, not a bad decade to be in, that you're paying homage to that in really small, subtle ways. I think it's very cool. Yeah, we we gave her we gave her all her credits. I, th- I think that that song did so well. And like you say, it was always so simple back then. You know, it wasn't about mm. ass in everybody's face and twerking and taking your damn clothes off and putting your boobies everywhere. And like, no, like those girls were fully dressed. They were chilled. It wasn't about what you were wearing. And she's just there in her room with her cute little blonde hair, and she's just exactly. doing her thing. And that, and it's all about the music, and that's what means so, so much to me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this thing with my clothes on for real. That's 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 the goal. <laughs> so tell me about your process when you're creating. I mean, are you writing in your room? Are you stepping into the studio to get proactive? Tell me a bit about that. Um, we, I started off. I've basically been in all types of studios, which I think was very important for my journey. Um, I used to get to studio and, and literally sleep at the studio and leave the next day um, and work throughout the night. And then been in studios that are absolutely tiny, been in cupboards, recorded in cupboards and recorded in kitchens. And now I've gotten to a place where I record in my bedroom. 
and I don't think it was possible a couple of years ago. I had to I had to sort of perfect my sound, get comfortable with my voice, get comfortable recording myself, um, and not having an engineer there to say, you know, do this note again, do this again. Mm. This doesn't sound right. So it took me a couple of years to get to a place where I'm in full control and I'm co-producing. I'm getting, I'm collecting my beats. I know exactly what sound I want. I know exactly what instruments need to be where they need to be. I'm recording myself and I'm loving it. Um, it's, it's the purest, most amazing part of the music is just turning all the lights off in my bedroom, having a little blue light in the corner, setting up the microphone and just getting lost and you don't have the restrictions of studio time or, you know, like having to pay for a two-hour session but you yeah. need six. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's just allowed me just to just to do exactly what I need to do. Um, I'm very, very comfortable and I'm loving, I'm loving the process right now. We're more than halfway through the year and you've already released – three songs that have all been playlisted on flagship playlists across streaming services. And I know you've got more in the pipeline. How much more music are you planning to release from now until the end of the year? I've put myself under quite a lot of pressure. Um, we've set a goal of trying, well, we wanted to release every four weeks, which I've stuck to. So we released, um, feelings and then 818 headband and then always forever and now we are putting together a project to release so that will be four songs four or five songs um i'm hoping to get that out in the next couple of weeks and then followed by another project for spring and then a third project for summer um, we have a lot of the songs already done so i've been putting in a lot of work so I'm hoping for about 12 songs by the end of the year, 12 or 13 songs. Um, Incredible. It is, a, it is a lot of work, but that is that is my goal. And I'm also trying to keep up the momentum and make sure that they get the same sort of reaction um, that the first three have gotten. So that's very important. Exactly. That was, my, that was my next question. I was going to ask you, you know, the three songs that you've released so far, each time you release a new one, have you seen slowly but surely, like you're climbing a ladder, the trajectory going up and up and up and the momentum getting more and more and more? Yeah, I think that you have to prove yourself always um, to people. And you're only as good as your last song, you're only as good as your last performance, your last release. So I think that people, it was a big, it was a big step for me to change from Kyla Nicole, who I, I was releasing music under my own name for the longest time. And I wanted to start fresh. I wanted to be true to myself and do this R&B thing the way I've always wanted to, without people sort of dictating my direction. Um, so it was a big risk taking all the music offline um, forgetting about the music that was on radio and starting fresh as Skies Are Blue. Um, so I released the first song and it was very well received and so was the second and third. And I think there's, once people see, oh, she's not a one-hit wonder, she's not just coming with one song, oh, there's another one, oh, there's another one. I think that they start <laughs> to trust a little bit more than me just throwing out one song and then disappearing. So, yeah, I do see that that people you know, are coming back to feelings now that they're hearing always forever and going to 818. Mm. So it's nice that there's sort of 
this fluid motion and the songs make sense with each other. And that's that's what I'm trying to do with the project is make sure that it's the same sound as the first three and people start to get to know me as an artist. They get comfortable with my sound. They get comfortable. They know my signature. And they eventually, I want to get to a point where they hear my lyrics or they hear a melody and they go, oh, that's Skies of Blue. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm aiming at. I think that you're... You're well on your way there. And I'm I'm so glad that I asked what was in the pipeline because I knew you were like, there's one for spring, there's a release for summer. I knew <laughs> that you had like a million and one things going on. So um, I'm marking all of those seasons off in my calendar because I, I, I need new tunes. I think I've, uh, yeah, I've burned through, <laughs> I've burned through those three tracks on Apple Music. So hectically, well, I need more for me. that means a lot, so thank you. Don't <laughs> <laughs> for me. We've uh, we've reached the part of this podcast that I like to call this or that. Welcome to this or that with text. Where I give you two things to choose from, and then you pick which one you prefer. And you don't have to tell me why you've picked that thing unless you want to. Okay. Oh, fun. Okay. Okay. So, question one. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Coffee or tea. If it doesn't have a peanut butter and syrup sandwich to dunk into it, then coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Are you but what about a what about like a nice Omar Rask? Mm, also, like tea is good with things that like dunk into it, shame. Like tea mm. on its own is just not a thing. But Mm-mm. peanut butter and syrup sandwich, like dunked into tea? What? Amazing. Oh my god, <laughs> no, I need a peanut peanut uh, and syrup sandwich peanut butter have you and never syrup had sandwich that and before? A, no i've never had a peanut no butter and syrup ways. sandwich please I please need... do that <laughs> you've got a list of I things need... to do now okay question two tattoos yes. or piercings definitely tattoos i don't have one okay. piercing i have 13 tattoos well oh okay and your favorite um, it's very difficult have, it's a very difficult I question have i literally have the number 13 written on my neck and it was my 13th tattoo um so i think that that's that was a cool one it just worked out that i was going for tattoo that said 13 and it was my 13th tattoo um so that was that was cool universe the lady the lady that does all of my tattoos shout out manuela gray she always says that your last tattoo that you got is your favorite because it's like that's actually like your very new, interesting yeah your new art piece and you're like oh i love it and then as soon as you get another one you're like no that one's my favorite that's true i feel like that's exactly what i've just done because that is my last one <laughs> okay next question i think i might know the answer to this but let's see tequila or jägermeister <laughs> none no <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, brandy. I'm like that person that's like drunk on gummy bears. I, I'm the worst. I don't drink at all. Like I have to have like a cocktail and then I'm dusted after that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, well, that's great. So the last question isn't going in the direction that you think it's going in. So brandy or Monica? Oh, wow. You're not talking about yeah. the alcohol. Um, <laughs> brandy. 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 Yay, brandy. That would have been my choice. You too. also, you also chose brandy, right? Yeah, I also chose brandy. Brandy all day, all day. Don't know. She all was, day. she was always the superior artist. Let's just be honest. 
she's unbelievable. Also a very big inspiration for me. Really? Yeah, Brandy and Janet Jackson, those females from, from that era also. Like, amazing, so talented. Okay, next one. Spice yes. Girls or TLC? <laughs> oh, wow, TLC. Yay! Oh, I just like you more and more with each answer. Okay, <clears throat> final one. Instagram yes. or TikTok? Definitely, definitely Instagram. I'm so bad at TikTok. I know, so me too. Hey. Me I can't too. jump on the trend thing with all of these dances and like I can't, like I thought I could and I tried it one time and I even got like a ring light and like I tried to be part of the cool kids and failed <laughs> and now my ring light sitting in the corner of my room and like I can't do the TikTok thing. I need help. If anybody wants to help me with TikTok, shout out, I'm here. You know, I was on TikTok the other day scrolling because <clears throat> that's all that I do on TikTok. I don't post, I just scroll. And I don't know why, but my algorithm like is just pushing Nadia Jafta at me all all day, every day. But she posts like 15 TikToks a day. Like, what is she How doing? How do you do like, that? <laughs> like, what, That's, like what, what, is... what are we doing? Like, people are yeah. TikToking, making their tea and going to the bathroom and like eating and brushing their teeth and... It's literally a life, like it's a lifestyle, like it's like it has to. But then what happens when, when, when the internet just disappears and then you have to go get a job or something? Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Or like your whole- when, the next, when the next big app becomes a thing, you know. <laughs> and then, like what was that app that disappeared overnight and then everybody, uh, oh, Vine. Remember Vine? Oh, wow. Wait, yeah, Vine. You post like little video clips, like short little exactly exactly and then vine disappeared like overnight and a whole bunch of people like lost their income and it was really difficult because vine was so specific to translate that to another platform at the time so it's like you know you you hope that that tiktok doesn't go away and people don't lose their income especially if like that's what they're relying upon but man come <laughs> you've got to get other forms I don't know. of it's yeah, it's too, it's too much for me, and and I feel like all I ever see is like naked girls and bums everywhere, and it's just like it's too much. It's like, cool, you've you've got a great bum, we've seen it now, every single day. Like, like something else would be really really cool. Like, I don't know, show us your earlobe or something. I don't know, show, show us, us you can ear. read. Like, I, I don't know, it's just it's a lot. There was I mean, a challenge on TikTok yeah. that I saw the other day. And it came up like two or three times. So I don't know what my algorithm is. It's, it's really, really messed up. But like these girls were, were busy like grinding and humping pillows. Uh, apparently that's a that's a challenge. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And, I, and you know what? Like a grown ass woman humping a pillow. Fine. I mean, she's 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 grown enough to make her own decisions. But like when the trend comes to the kids and the kids start you're like humping pillows and then you're just like no but why i've got no yeah, faith in the, in the youth of today just, the yeah, next generation. i just don't get it it just makes me not want to have kids that's all it does oh my god well <laughs> on that note we've come to the end of text talks extra but but kylo it's been an extra, absolute extra. Pl- extra 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 but it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today and uh i know that i'm going to be chatting to you again very very soon because there's a lot to talk about there's a lot that's happening in your future that we that we need to talk about so promise me that you'll come back 
I'd absolutely love to. You guys, you're doing amazing things, and thank you for for what you do and uplifting artists and giving them a platform to to talk about what they're doing. It's very important. You guys are very important for artists and creatives. So thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Tex Talks. From me, your host, Tex, producers Jonathan Ings and Matthew Lewitz, and researcher Al Clapper. Catch you on the flip side. Head on over to texttalks.com for all our previous episodes. And remember, that's Tex with a double X.